The presidential election in 2024 is probably the most important election in our country's history. You're looking at a Biden-Trump rematch that two-thirds of the country doesn't want. I'm Dave Gardner. I'm running for president. The billionaire class has been taking everything and leaving everybody else to fight for the scraps. You're right to talk about economic growth and restoring that American dream. Gross domestic product has now become a fetish. You have stolen my dreams and my childhood with your fairy tales of eternal economic growth. We humans have outgrown our planet. Is growth really making us richer or is it making us poorer? We've got to scale back. We need people to reimagine a lifestyle which requires much less energy and material. Didn't Elon Musk actually say one of the biggest issues that we're facing is underpopulation? Let's not be afraid to talk about overpopulation because it is not about taking rights away from people. It is about giving opportunities to women, children, and future generations. Hi, and welcome to episode three of the Dave the Planet podcast. Obviously, I'm Dave Gardner, and you're not. And I'm pretty excited about this podcast because today I am joined by three esteemed members of the campaign team. Uh, thank you guys for uh, for popping in for this conversation. Why don't we uh, quickly kind of go do a little round robin and I'll let each of you give us a brief introduce, introduction of yourself. And uh, let's see, why don't we start with Allie? All right. Hi, Hi everyone. Um, I'm Allie Richardson from Colorado. And I'm on the campaign team here with Dave because I know the course, uh, current course of uh, humanity cannot continue without our ecological collapse. Um, and I'm here because I want to wish or I want to uh, raise awareness um, that we need a leader like Dave Gardner, who's connected to nature and willing to tell the truth uh, to get us out of the path of ruin. Um, he represents the change I want to see in my own community as a permaculturist um, and designer and educator. Um, and he looks at the world we need to look at the world and whole system thinking to evaluate how those natural systems work in the environment and how we can apply those to our lives to live in harmony. Hi, I'm Chris. I'm in New York. I'm a professor and I, I teach a course uh, among uh, my other courses that in biology. I teach a, a teach course called Human Population in which we address uh, the elephant in the room. And that's uh, the same thing that Dave Gardner is addressing in his work. And I'm, I'm here and I'm helping because I really think that's the message that needs to go out to the public and to the world so that we're prepared uh, for what's to come. <laughs> Hi, I'm Florence Blondell, and I really love working on this campaign because it addresses issues that I'm so passionate about, like, you know, environmental degradation, ecological collapse, uh, addressing rights of women and girls, you know, empowering population solutions that will be, you know, done without any coercion. So, yes, I currently work with an organization that looks at the interconnections with the environment as well as, you know, women's rights. So I'm really glad to be here. It would be nice to have such a candidate, you know, for the U.S. and for the world. Thanks all for your uh, introductions. Uh, this, we're recording this episode on Tuesday, October 10th. And I mentioned that just so that you'll know what we know and what we don't know at this point. Uh, before we dig into the agenda for this podcast, I want to just quickly acknowledge that we did uh, over the weekend have this uh, horrific Hamas terrorist attack on Israel. And I really uh, grieve 
for the people of Israel. Real quickly about that, uh, something that I got in my email this morning from historian Heather Cox Richardson. Um, she uh, mentioned that uh, U.S. President Joe Biden met with leaders of France, Germany, Italy, and the United Kingdom on a conference call to coordinate support for Israel. And uh, they issued a rare joint statement afterward expressing, quote, our steadfast and united support to the state of Israel and our unequivocal condemnation of Hamas and its appalling acts of terrorism. And they reiterated that, the terrorist actions of Hamas have no justification, no legitimacy, and must be universally condemned. At the same time, the statement continued, quote, All of us recognize the, le the legitimate aspirations of the Palestinian people and support equal measures of justice and freedom for Israelis and Palestinians alike. But make no mistake, Hamas does not represent those aspirations, and it offers nothing for the Palestinian people other than more terror and bloodshed. And then uh, one other bit of news is, of course, you guys know uh, yesterday, uh, uh, everyone knew that uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. was planning to run for president, but there was some question about whether he was running as a Democrat or not. And yesterday he made the official announcement that he is running as an independent. And um, there, he actually uh, published an op-ed uh, at Fox News. He wrote, on this day, I declared my independence from the corporations that have hijacked our government to milk us for profit. I declared independence from Wall Street, big tech, big pharma, big ag, the military contractors, and their lobbyists who now outnumber members of Congress 20 to 1. I declared independence from the mercenary media that forever urges us to hate our neighbors and fear our friends. So uh, it's pretty hard to disagree with the sentiments there. Uh, and then he also wrote, and I finally, I, and finally, I declared independence from the two political parties and the corrupt interests that dominate them and the entire rigged system of rancor and rage, corruption and lies that has turned government officials into indentured servants of their corporate bosses. If left unchecked, they will commoditize our air, water, food, labor, and children and turn the American dream into desperation and dust. So, I'll bet you guys have some thoughts about that. That was uh, very interesting. One of the reasons he uh, opted out of the Democratic Party is that uh, there's this sort of unspoken uh, declaration that Biden is already the nominee. And uh, he says that they're squelching any any kind of uh, activities that he can do to, to towards becoming the, the nominee. They don't want it's the fear of the spoiler effect. And that's the feeling. I mean, this is one of the topics I really want to discuss on this podcast is the spoiler effect, uh, because that's what they they fear when they don't want to promote anybody except the number one top uh, candidate, uh, Biden and the Democratic Party. So um, there is a simple solution for the spoiler effect, by the way, and it's called ranked choice voting. And uh, one should probably think about uh how you can get rid of this spoiler effect all uh, once and for all by choosing a different voting system instead of uh, what they're doing is going independent or uh, just going head to head and uh, you know damn the torpedoes 
go for it. And uh, or in in the case of our campaign, Dave has promised to back off if it becomes clear that he's not going to be the nominee and support Biden, which is a solution that doesn't work for most people because they simply don't believe you. If they think you're a spoiler, they also think you're a liar. So they're not going to they're not going to go along with any agreement like that. Uh, rank choice voting would be a solution for that. Rank choice voting, for those that don't know, means that you vote for your first choice and your second choice and maybe your third choice. If uh, if we had rank choice voting, we'd be I'd be voting for Dave for my first choice and Joe Biden for my second choice. So if Dave didn't win on the first round, all the votes, all my second choice votes would become first choice votes. And Joe Biden would win. It's a solution. It's a very simple solution. And it's a it's a serious problem because I know people ideologically aligned with your campaign, Dave, that absolutely will not do it, will not go with me, even though they're they're personal friends. They won't they won't go there. Even though they agree with everything that we stand for, they won't go there because they're afraid of losing votes to Trump. Yeah, I'm glad that you uh, highlighted that. I really felt like we needed to make that a, a big topic of conversation today. I wanted to share a little bit of the uh, some of the feedback that we've gotten from our launch. And uh, I actually got kind of a, a long email last night from someone who'd been uh, a follower of the uh, Growthbusters project that sort of led me in, into this position that I'm in now of running for, for U.S. president. And he um, was really unhappy. He really wanted to. He was getting ready to write a check to support the Dave the Planet uh, presidential campaign. Uh, but then he got to the point in my speech where I mentioned that uh, I would drop out if I had to in order to uh, make sure that what's-his-name uh, wasn't going to get elected to a Get, have a second chance to destroy our country, uh, or or another candidate who might uh, throw our kids' future under the bus, uh, rather than uh, bring a little bit of integrity and environmental stewardship to the to the table. And um, if you guys don't mind, let me read. I, I wrote a just quickly tapped out a response. I want to see what you guys see what you guys think think about this. What I wrote was, I understand. I'm not crazy about the situation, but many good people are so fearful of another what's-his-name presidency, they are very reluctant to help us spread the word. So I feel I have to be honest with them and that I will do whatever it takes to avoid that child getting another crack at the White House. And that means that we've got 11 months to catch fire. I have to have a good shot at winning or be attracting enough conservative votes to go all the way. Or the GOP has to wake up and select a candidate who won't drill, frack, nuke, and quickly demolish our children's future and pull it, put a bullet in the head of integrity. I have to be honest with you, too. We're going to focus on catching fire over the next 11 months. Um, and, you know, I, I mentioned in the, the launch that I originally didn't get into this race with any kind of expectation of winning, that I really just thought it was important for us to, uh, to alert uh, people around the world, and especially in the United States, to our ecological overshoot emergency and uh, develop a platform that would serve as a real good model for other political candidates who might have a chance at winning an election in 2024 or sometime in the future, but 
the more I thought about it, I came to realize, shoot, we just don't really have a lot of time. Uh, and if, uh, if I don't get elected, it probably is uh, Mad Max world for our kids. So um, it's, it's troubling. Um, but we are not going to get a lot of the support that we need if we don't, I think, if we don't make a promise that uh, I won't be a spoiler and that I will pull out of the race if, uh, if it really looks like staying in the race would end up with uh, you-know-who in the White House. Um, I think we have, I don't know what you guys think, but we probably have till uh, September of 2024 to uh, to make that decision. And so that gives us 11 months to see what happens, to see if we can't mm -hmm. turn the world upside down and stun everyone by attracting um, a huge following, If because we, we need that in order to stay in the race, I think. Yeah, we definitely need a huge following. And right now, it's, of course, it's tricky because Histor historically, there have been challenges with independent candidates really garnering any support. And I, I think only one ever got close, a Texas businessman, you know, and that one was beaten by, you know, Bill Clinton when that happened. So it's going to be a long journey ahead. And talking of following, if you need a following, you need money. There's no way. And that's one challenge this campaign is facing. We need a lot of money. We need a lot of resources to throw at people, at advertising, you know, we are just volunteers at the moment and we can only do so much. I mean, we are running like, let me say, I am running like four social media channels at the moment, you know, mm -hmm. and I can't give attention to everything. So I hear you when you say we need a following and we can get a following on social media as well, you know, even using traditional media, but where is the money? <laughs> It's got to be a lot of money. And, you know, I, I've noticed our oh, Instagram, we are getting a bit of, you know, following some of the few followers that we have are trying to engage as much as, you know, they possibly can. You know, they're interested in what we are saying. I saw a comment on LinkedIn, which was like, wow, okay, this guy is great. We need this guy. But then, you know, how about this? How about that? Sometimes they don't even have, you know, enough resources or the time to even respond to some of the comments, which are really amazing. So... We are losing the few that we have, and we need more. So we need money. I don't know. We can't run a successful campaign without, you know, a successful, you know, fundraising event. Yeah. Yeah. That's, Can that's I answer, run, uh, say, run something by you there? I mean, it, it could be that we can never really get that money. It could be that we, we just have to run a campaign that's cheap. Yeah. And uh, is, does it really mean that we're doomed uh, to failure to run a campaign this cheap? I've seen a number Not of necessarily. things. I've seen a lot of stuff get viral without a whole lot of funding. Uh, in this world of social media, everybody's connected. And uh, if, a, if an idea catches fire, uh, it doesn't need any money to keep going. You don't have to pay a fire. The fire just yeah, burns. Right. Yeah. I know we are relying on organic. Indeed, we are relying on organic, <laughs> organic no, you, you social. Seen, but you, you need to do something viral. crazy as well, you know, to mm -hmm. go viral. <laughs> yeah. We have a good message, honestly. We do. We just need the buying so, date, and I don't know. Should we go crazy? So Should that's why I'm going to streak insane? in this podcast. 
<laughs> I, I keep telling you, you got to do something crazy. You, you, you exactly. That, uh, but, you know, get it started. I mean, did you see what Robert F. Kennedy has been doing? You know, running up the steps of the that building in Philadelphia or doing 24 pull-ups to advertise Ooh. Kennedy 24. I mean, he's he takes his shirt off like Vladimir Putin. But it's uh, it, it's, you know, it's an effort to do something crazy that goes viral. Yeah. Well, we definitely need to go viral. And I think let's uh, let's talk about that next. But first, Florence, thank you. Thank you for going crazy trying to keep up with that social media. And you're largely right. You know, nine times out of 10, maybe 95 times out of 100, um, money really matters. Uh, every once in a while, uh, a candidate prevails uh, way underfunded candidates have prevailed on rare mm. occasions and we're likely to be that but uh, but it is true that it would be helpful to, for us to have some money it would be good for us to have a couple of paid staffers uh, i spend way too much of my time working on uh, putting together reports for the federal election commission and and uh, doing accounting for the campaign uh, it would be nice if we had a a, a, a treasurer who really wanted to focus on that, it would be great to have a political strategist, uh, a media specialist, um, just a few. So, uh, you know, we don't, you know, we're never going to raise $50 million like some candidates do, and we'll spend uh, more than that. But even if we raised, you know, $100,000, uh, you know, we wouldn't have to think too long and hard to figure out how to spend that. And also this idea of going viral, uh, we um, we could spend some money on uh, advertising dollars to help us go viral, to get uh, our campaign video in front of more people, for example. Those, those are some of the first things I think that we would do if we started to get more uh, campaign donations. And of course, the more viral we go, the more do donations we're going to get. So far, our fundraising is uh, pretty minimal, and I do not want to focus on fundraising. I want to focus on uh, messaging. Mm -hmm. um, but we're going to talk about that a little bit here in, in this podcast and, and the fact that we do need some support. And of course, the spoiler effect is keeping some people from pitching in. But I would say to you, if you even if you don't think I have a ghost of a chance, and I don't, but mm -hmm. uh, but I have, the, uh, well, I have a ghost of a chance. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. The money would be well spent because we really do need to educate uh, the the world and inspire people to uh, get behind the paradigm shift that we have got to make if we want our kids to have anything other than a dead planet. Mm -hmm. So going viral. Um, interestingly, um, I wanted to share a couple of comments uh, that we got on YouTube. Uh, to the launch speech, Mike wrote, this is the best presidential candidate I've ever seen. You entail the very fabric of what needs to be done in this space and time. And on our uh, Wake Up America video, which I think is right now our best hope of going viral, which just has 538 views right now on YouTube, needs thousands. Uh, Brian, Brian Check, who is the executive director of the Center for the Advancement of the Steady State Economy, he wrote, best presidential campaign video to date. Oh, wow. And uh, another comment, this will never be allowed by any corporation. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. And uh, another one from Mike, this needs to get viral. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yes, indeed. There's a way to get there, and that's just to get more people involved. Uh, it doesn't take a whole lot of skill to post things on Twitter or Threads or one of these other ones. It just need more people to do it. If one person's doing all the posting, uh, it, it doesn't catch fire. And we do have volunteers, and uh, I'm wondering what's uh, what's up with the volunteers right now. Because I've been seeing, you know, some, you know, emails coming in, you know, on our info email. And really, a few people are really interested to get on board. But, you know, like we said already, we are a small team. So we are talking about challenges and getting a strategy for the working on that to see how best we can take this forward, what we expect from them, what they expect of us. So mm-hmm. all these are things that require time. And yes, we are a very small team who also have other careers, you know, we are pursuing. Look, we have a professor amidst us who is busy for the next two weeks and is running our social media, you know, Twitter page. So when are we going to get the time? Mm-hmm. I'm also busy, you know, child care. And that's why I say, mm-hmm, one child, yes. <laughs> that's already a struggle. So with work and then a child, and then like, okay, let me think about volunteering. I'm like, okay, I'll sacrifice a night. So yes, but some people are really interested. Some people would love to be behind this campaign. And that's nice to know, honestly. It's yeah, If you head over to uh, Dave the Planet, 2024.com there's a volunteer right up at the top in the main menu you can click that and reach out to us and let let us know that you would like to volunteer and we're working on getting our uh, getting organized because we don't have any full-time mm-hmm. pros working on the campaign be patient with mm-hmm. us you will hear from us and we will find a way to plug you in right right yeah. Yeah. so one of the things i teach is is called exponential growth and uh, in the population course and uh even uh, exponential growth is already happening. You start, you see, you're seeing it in the number of volunteers now outnumbering the campaign team. So we, we saw easily a doubling. So it shouldn't be, um, it, it really is uh, happening. Uh, we're in the early stages of exponential growth when you don't notice it. So, uh, but for it to be exponential growth, all the people who join have to be active have to be started, mm-hmm. then they will attract more. So uh, the, it should be a, a goal of the campaign to get anybody the volunteers to start. And those early joiners, those are the ones that have the biggest uh, effect. Same thing can be said for early donations. Those are going to have the biggest effect. Early donors are like yeast. Mm. So um, so it is. It's exponential growth. It's just early on right now. When you start a fire, it starts with just a little spark. Yeah, I'm pretty confident. And uh, but we really do need uh, uh, we need your help if you're watching or listening to this podcast. Uh, the more you can like and share that Wake Up America video, uh, the better. Uh, email or message your friends. Let them know about this campaign. I'm seeing some of that happening. And uh, and. Chris is right about that exponential growth. It's almost like a multi-level marketing scheme. Uh, you know, we let you know about this. You let five people know about this. Each of those five people lets five people know about this. And before you know it, we're uh, uh, outgunning RFK Jr. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, I'm gonna outgun him. I love the fact that the guy is an environmental lawyer, so he probably understands most of the issues that we are talking about. So he has some good things <laughs> to say. Plus, you, know? you know, like okay, he's not like the other guy. What's his name? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. So, a bit reassuring. Um, and you know, as soon as uh, as soon as we do have somebody else working on uh, like the, some of the treasurer duties, Chris and I are both pretty creative guys. We've got some real good ideas for some good YouTube videos that I think could have mm -hmm. the potential to go viral. Mm -hmm. I just don't have time this week to be working on one because I'm working on a federal election commission report. If someone else was working on that report, then I could be working on the next uh, crazy YouTube video and I wouldn't have to be thinking about streaking on this podcast just to get attention. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, we need some of those crazies on TikTok because that's where you really get the fire. Yeah, but I'm surprised you guys aren't begging me. Please, Dave, do not streak. <laughs> oh, my God. I maybe we should. Actually, have you heard of the conference, Pronatalism Conference? It's happening in Texas. Yeah. Is it November, December? <laughs> we probably oh. should go there, make some but it's nice, and, it's nice and warm there, so uh, streaking would not be so uncomfortable, I think. Uh, like, there are all these people who are obsessed with growth, obsessed with, you know, high fertility rates, you know, anti-immigrants. That would be one place. Yeah, I'd be willing to streak there. That would be that would, oh, yeah. would that just to, <laughs> to, <laughs> just think to about. let them know what I think about that, yeah. Go make some noise. But, of course, they are so Crazy. selective about and, what ends. You know, you can just get a you can get a video of anybody streaking and then put your head on it. Chris Hemsworth, maybe. There you go. Yeah. So, um, so what are the things that we think uh, that we're going to be doing in this campaign that we think people will be good for people to share for us to get the word out? I think one is this podcast. People can like this, share it, recommend it, follow it. Uh, obviously, anything that we put on our YouTube channel, especially that Wake Up America video. I'm thinking, guys, that we, uh, if we have time, it would be good for us to do some webinars. You know, our, our, uh, the platform is, you know, 85% there on the website right now. There are a lot of details uh, that we have yet to map out and some refinement that needs to be done. And um, we need to... You know, I don't know all the answers. I don't think you guys know all of them. You know a lot of them. But I think we uh, need to convene some of the experts and, and invite them to help us map out this national project that uh, that I am promising to launch uh, on day one in the White House. Uh, and I think we could do either episodes of this podcast or webinars where we invite some of those experts to get together and uh, kind of act like it's a, a meeting in the West Wing of the President's Council on uh, Shrinking the Economy, President's mm -hmm. Council on Meeting Needs in a Contracting Economy, things like that. What do you guys think? I, I agree. I think uh, on social media, uh, people are scrolling quickly. And uh, so when they hit upon something, uh, you need to capture that and send them to a place where they can get more information right away. So uh, I'm thinking of a strategy where you've got um, kind of a headline statement from a podcast. Click on this and you go to a webinar or you go to a podcast and you get more information. Some, some of the quotes that you uh, mentioned there could be made more prominent. And uh, people are wondering why Brian Check is saying such great things about Dave Gardner. They should be able to click on it and immediately get uh, uh, more information about that. 
Uh, most of the comments I get when I introduce you to people is, who's Dave Gardner? They haven't seen uh, Growth Busters, uh, so they need information. So we're at this early exponential growth phase where we're getting the information out. We're not at the stage where you're fighting against RFK Jr. You're just uh, you're, you're becoming known. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So right now we are, yeah, we are struggling to gain traction, obviously, because even our messaging, our message obviously is not the easiest to put out. But yes, yeah, bring but on those we, experts. But a, a lot of people are fascinated and fascination has to be fed. Mm -hmm. So we, we see people, you're, you're original. You're saying things nobody else is saying. Uh, if you if you that that little spark goes out very quickly if you don't give them uh, some fuel right away. Just always adding to my to do list, Chris. Yeah, <laughs> well, feeding the beast. <laughs> you know, that's the hardest part of the fire is starting it. The, the very yeah, beginning, exactly. it's the hardest part. I'm sure once it goes viral, uh, money's no longer going to be a problem because I mean. I, I haven't you heard inf rich influencers? They do nothing but make things viral, and they're they're making money off of uh, you know monetizing things that they're putting on the web. So uh, money will start flowing in uh, as start as as soon as we uh, collect enough eyeballs. So um, yeah, it's hard, <laughs> and I don't have time either. I teach, you know, I'm writing grant proposals i'm doing research uh you know yeah i really want to honor you uh you and the other members of our team for uh the time that you're giving to this it's uh it's amazing thank you <laughs> it's not very much of the, but i'm doing it on behalf of all the children of the world and their and their <laughs> children if they get a chance to ever bring other children into the world thank you thank you so much yeah what you didn't realize is this is going to become something i teach next semester when i teach my population course <laughs> i'll take little snapshots from our campaign oh that would be nice yeah what else guys anything else uh, on your mind that you'd like to pitch into this episode i'd like to say dave um thanks for giving us a voice too and having us join um everyone on your campaign team has that same you know, idea that we are an ecological overshoot. Um, but it's, you know, as Florence had mentioned before, it's definitely um, an elephant in the room kind of conversation, especially population too, because, um, you know, media is going to be where we get more, I think, attention because, uh, what was it, Pew University or Pew Research Center, sorry, they did a, um, a study and found that Americans, 45% actually, want to avoid political conversations because they're losing the trust in the system. It's so bipartisan. It's so um, divided. We see that during election time. Um, whereas, you know, your campaign is beautiful um, because it's showing that we need to work together no matter what side we're on. And I think if we can show that, that we can work together as a community, even in our country, united, you know, to get those ideas back together. We don't have to be separate. We can work together, even though we have differences of opinions on things. But the main goal is, yeah, we have to get back on line of and wake up, you know, that we are a part of this planet. We make impacts and the ones that we're making right now, it's too much. It's too much. Yeah, exactly. And I think we should also think of me really just approaching these powerful media houses, which are 
progressive, which care about environmental issues and even population-related issues, like The Guardian, you know, because I see most people write letters and they are published and we have a good message, you know. So we should just, like I said, you know, it goes back to manpower anyway, like how many, manpower, manpower, <laughs> how many of us are there who is dedicated to find a list of journalists and just write letters to, you know, to the editors, you know. We look at even what they're saying and just start replying to all the rubbish that's put out there now because there's now a fight, you know, pronatalists are really rising up. They're all over. So we should be writing letters to the editors. I would say let's start with The Guardian because it's a great paper, widely read by everyone, and they usually really take nice pieces from anyone who's, you know, talking sense, and we are full of sense, you know, so... Should be our starting point. We just attack, get in there, tweet this journalist if we have to. But obviously, it needs commitment, which we are not really giving. So that's a disadvantage we have at the moment with this campaign. But mm. it's doable. Like, you know, we're not going to harass these guys, but you're going to seek them out and see whoever picks the interest, write letters, get five letters, and say we are writing to five media houses and send them and let them decide. You know, I think so, it, it will happen. It's happening slowly. But yeah. at the very least, what is going to happen is we're going to make a few points and something maybe we should be putting on our, you know, on our wall somewhere is what are the major points that we want to leave? If this campaign fails, uh, what will be the legacy of it? And I think some of the things that you've said would be out there. I think people will say the word pronatal more and pronatalism. Uh, out there and they'll start to question they'll they'll become aware uh that pronatalism exists and they'll start to question it and the other one of course is economic growth uh maybe the very beginnings of questioning the the uh the growth and what dave calls the addiction to growth uh will start to come out of this campaign they'll say oh well actually there's a guy running for president who questions whether we should grow at all and uh, it just it opens a new area of thought that has just been ignored. And of course, another one, of course, is is population, the the elephant yeah. in the room that nobody talks about. Uh, mm-hmm. Here's a campaign that's talking about it. Uh, maybe they'll start to pay attention. I'm already seeing more people talking about population, but we are talking about very early exponential phase growth in the number mm-hmm. of people talking population like going from one person to two <laughs> uh, but it is it is starting you hear it uh you hear it if you listen yeah definitely. Well, yeah um so uh in wrapping up i want to uh, urge you guys to follow the advice that i'm probably going to struggle to follow and that is to uh to be okay with doing what we can and not let's not get too uh overly concerned about uh, not having 48 hours in a day and and not having the ability to clone ourselves let's let's do our best but let's uh practice some good self-care so that we can hang in there for the long term and let's uh be creative and uh clever so that uh, what chris is predicting can happen and that the that is that our uh campaign uh activists and volunteers will uh grow exponentially so that we can accomplish some of the things that we want to do and the main thing which is to provide a bright future for our kids 
and our education can be very creative and fun here soon. <laughs> like you said, exactly. what you were planning. Yeah. And anybody, you're never too old or too young to start joining in these conversations. It's important no matter how old you are. Absolutely. Yep. All right. Last words before I wrap it. Rank choice voting. <laughs> yes. What's the hold up there, man? <laughs> Let's get the conversation <laughs> going. No, yeah. really. We have to talk about these issues on a serious note, honestly. We do. Yes, we yeah. do. Thanks, All right. Sir. Well, thanks so much for uh, watching our first real video uh, episode of the Dave the Planet podcast. Be sure to follow the podcast, like, share, you know, all those things so that uh, this uh, messaging can really exponentially explode like we need it to do, like our kids need it to do. Uh, we'll see you in the next episode. Until then, visit DaveThePlanet2024.com, donate, volunteer, subscribe to keep informed on campaign updates, and we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.